Hey there, listeners, and welcome back to Low Definition. It's not just a game show where people make up silly definitions and other people guess them. It's... Actually, that's pretty much all there is to it. Sorry. But there is a lot more to our attractive and talented players, so let's say hello to them. First up, uh, no Canadians could join us for today's game, so the Queen Mum sent Anthony Johnston along to keep an eye on us instead. Welcome back, Anthony. And what do you do? No, sorry. Hello. I don't know what that means. That's a joke only British people will get. <laughs> oh, okay. I've gone In to jokes already. It's awfully early for that. Uh, Tiffany Arment is also here for her monthly middle-of-the-pack performance. Hello again, Tiff. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I'm a, oh, that, was, that was harsh. I always had this clever thing all ready to go, and then you go and you burn me like that. Sick There's burn. nothing wrong with middle-of-the-pack. You're not in the, the back of the pack. It's nothing worse than average. Well, I don't know about that. Actually, no, there is. <laughs> From the land where they invented golf, you know, but they call it golf without the L, it's Liz Miles. Glad to have you back with us, Liz. Greetings, Americans Ew. and others. And others. <laughs> In other words, me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> See, I was being All inclusive. Right. <laughs> my dermatologist brother-in-law told me to say hi to our next player, so Glenn Fleischman, my dermatologist brother-in-law, says hi. That I, you know, ask him about his bursitis and also tell him I've got my pack of raccoons ready to go. Uh, I, wow, I think I may need to find a new dermatologist. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Jason Snell. Howdy, Jason. I've won and scored like two points and finished right in the middle of the pack. What I'm saying, Steve, is anything could happen. That's true. And uh, and last time out, uh, Dan Morin actually won a game without you to help him along, so... This might be your turn. <laughs> it might be. It might be. It's possible. Anything is possible. Except if David Lohr is here, then uh, oh. it's not. But David, you know, I'm optimistic. Here, I'm, I'm an optimist. David's yeah. not here, is he? Speaking of which, back oh! from his self-imposed exile and ready once again to crush everyone's hopes and dreams, it's <laughs> David Lohr. Word up, David. <sighs> Hello, governor. That's First. a joke just for people who do bad British accents. Yeah. <laughs> that one I got. Yeah, well, see. Those contestants, by the way, were introduced in order of play as determined by my six-sided die. Eat it, random.org. So, uh... <laughs> die, die, die. Today's episode is brought to you by random.org. <laughs> Random.com, the only competitor to random.org. Uh, so, here's what we're doing. I will read you a word. You'll send me a definition. If you know the real meaning of the word, send me that. And boom, three points, just like that. If you don't know the real meaning, or you're just shifty, send me a fake definition. When I have all the definitions, I'll read them, and you'll each get to pick the one you think is real. Two points if you're right. Uh, one point for each person you lead to ruin with your filthy lies. Ooh. First person to 18 points wins. Why 18? I don't know. You don't like it? Take it up with Ottawa. Oh, and by the way, if nobody sends in or guesses the correct definition in a round, I, this guy... Gets six whopping points. That means if you blow it three times, I win the game and you all lose. That actually happened in our last episode, and I was feeling charitable, <laughs> so I gave back a point. Uh, am I feeling charitable today? Nope. It's 11 a.m. here. I am not a morning person. Don't test me. <laughs> so, anybody up for a game? Oh, man. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. I'm just going to turn it off. Turn off the podcast. Bye, thanks for listening. I'm going back to bed. See you in 12 hours. Woo. Oh, all right. I guess we can play. Jeez, I got this thing all set up and the spreadsheet's ready. Oh, well, if you got the spreadsheet, <clears throat> it would be a lot of hassle to close it. So let's go ahead and play low definition. 
We will start with round one, as we <gasps> always do. Oh, one of these days I'm going to start with round four, and it's going to freak everybody out. Mm-hmm. But today, <laughs> round one. And the word for round one is... Heepy Hoppa. <laughs> Heepy Hoppa. That's spelled J-I-P-I-J-A-P-A. What? Heepy Hoppa. Please send me your definitions for Heepy Hoppa now. Is this a uh, special holiday show? I need to know, too. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> okay, so just Lee, checking. Last Lee, time I was taken hop by hop. surprise by special holiday shows, and my definitions were all crazy. I, I think there really go. wasn't much different about that last episode, except you all kind of got in your own heads as to whether it was going to be all scary words. I think it would be a holly, holly, hippie hoppa is how that would go. It oh, definitely looks like a realer word written down. I can't believe this is hippie hopping. Wow. Oh, Shut wow. your hippie hop up. <laughs> too early really for those kind of the filthy guns. hippie hoppas. No, I, I, I really oh, enjoy that hippie hoppa musical Hamilton. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, everybody. All of the definitions are in for <laughs> hippie hoppa. And wouldn't you know it, David Lore knew oh, the meaning of this word. Hippie hoppa. David, I thought we agreed that you would stop guessing the definitions and instead do fake definitions and then get get the right definition to get more points. I thought we agreed on that strategy. I didn't guess it. I didn't guess it. I think he has too much fun disappointing everybody. Ah, well, but the rest of you (laughs) did not know what he was. The rest of us dunces. (laughs) That is correct. So, I will now read to you all of the definitions that I have, including the real one, and each of you will have a chance to guess which one is real. So... Hippie Hoppa, a native method of growing crops in the desert southwest using diverted river water. A person with 11 toes. A symmetrical building with no more than three floors. A South American flowering plant with bright blue edible berries. A palm tree whose leaves are used for making Panama hats. Or a multicolored cloth worn by Appalachian mules. Those are the options for the word hippie hoppa. So, first up to guess as to which of those definitions is real is Anthony Johnston. Anthony, which one of those is hippie hoppa? I, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to guess... That it is not the crop growing thing. That seems a little. I don't know. I'm trying to think if J- if David knows it. I'm trying to think of what David would know. <laughs> oh, no. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> that's, that's the most strategy. Which, <laughs> that that eliminates it, nothing. Right. Which narrows it down to either the eleven toes or the uh, Panama hats. David has 12 I, toes. In my opinion, in my in my guessing opinion. Uh, so I am going to go uh, to hell with it. I'm going to go with the 11 toes. All right. Seems like as good a guess as any. Uh, yeah. Tiff. Oh, all right. So there's one about berries and one about palm hats. Yes. Is that right? That is correct. And there's one about symmetrical buildings and there's one about 11 toes and there's one about Growing okay, crops. okay, let's not get crazy. And there's one about Appalachian <laughs> mules. <laughs> um, can you... Uh, uh, the hats, the hats one. The hats one. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. 
Liz. Hello. What Hello. was the what was the hats one again? Uh, a palm tree whose leaves are used for making Panama hats. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with the um, advice slash tactic slash what I learned from the last edition of this, and I'm going to say the eleven toe thing. The eleven toe. <laughs> what did you learn about eleven toes the last time you played this? <laughs> I I I learned that um, one of the things does not sound like the others, and you should pick that one. Oh, I see. Okay, that uh, seems like an interesting strategy. We'll see how that pans out for you, Glenn. Hippy Hoppa. Hippy Hoppa to you too, sir. Yes. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, I like uh, the multicolored cloth Appalachian mule thing. Sounds like something. David would invent, except he didn't provide a clue. That and it would be correct. something he put in to throw us off. So I have this concern that someone else created it as something that would sound like David wrote to throw us off. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to channel Mose here. So We're I'm going, going full Mose this episode. So I'm going palm tree for Panama hats. <laughs> palm tree for Panama hats for Glenn. All righty. Next up is Jason. Jason, which one of those is Heepy Hoppa? Well, it sounds totally fake, but I'm going to go with it because nobody's picked it yet, and I'm going to go with the flowering plant with berries. All right. And David doesn't get to guess because he already put a number in my sad face column. It's awfully early for the sad face (laughs) column. (laughs) I had a strange feeling that if David was going to know one, it would be this one, but uh, this is what came up in the random uh, list generator as the first answer, so... (laughs) On the bright side, that means that Steve doesn't get any points this round. That is correct. Oh, we set the baseline <laughs> well. Oh, that means this game will last Yay. five hours. Silver lining. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's see how that all worked out. Uh, let's see. Jason thought that uh, Hippihapa was a South American flowering plant with bright blue edible berries. One point to Glenn for that ah. fake answer. And it was fake, but it was a good fake. So good job, Thank Glenn. You. It was a very good fake. Anthony and Liz both thought that a person with 11 toes was a hippie hopper. Uh, I think the, the, the syllable hop probably played into uh-huh. that at some point. Uh, and, oh, uh, actually, no, I only just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can ask Tiffany Armit because yeah. that was her fake answer. No. There is a word for that. That's not the word. should have dactyl in it somewhere. Polydactyl- Polydactylism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or hippity hopper. That's I thought there, be, there, there might be two words, you know. Two words for one thing? I know. That's impossible. (laughs) And that leaves Tiff and Glenn, each of whom thought that Uh a hippie hoppa was a palm tree whose leaves are used for making Panama hats. David Lore could tell you that is absolutely correct. A hippie hoppa is a palm tree whose leaves are used for making Panama hats. Should have trusted my instincts. Yep. Well, when when you said I'm I'm thinking between these two and and I'm going... Yeah, he's going to pick the hats. And you went, eh, it's 11 toes. Yes! <laughs> oh, come on. I that is something yes. that you would know. <laughs> Wait, That's so right. Who, who well, wrote the multicolored cloth one? Because I felt like that was an attempt to be a David Lore answer. That was me. <clears throat> that was that Anthony. Was very good. <laughs> Not good enough for anybody to pick. <laughs> so, after round one, even with David ruining the day for yeah. everybody... <laughs> He's not in first place. Tiffany Arment leaps out to a strong start with four points oh. in the first round. Well done, <laughs> Tiff. I'm wow. so excited. Uh, all I need is this right now. I'm just going to, I'll let's go. Very good. I'm feeling you. good about your chances. <laughs> I think I, I'm feeling good. This is decidedly not a <laughs> middle of the pack performance no. for round one. So I may have to eat my words and my Panama hat. 
eat it, Lutz. For so- oh, no. <laughs> Not yet. Get a mule for she that. still has a chance to settle into a firm nine or ten. So, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. Well, I have faith in you. Uh, and so tied for second with three points each, Glenn and David. Ain't nobody else got nothing, but in the second round, that could all change. So let's jump right into the second round. Woo! And the second round is a listener word. Ooh. Hooray! Whoa. We love our listeners, especially when they send us words <laughs> we love to our use listeners. on low definition. We love mm-hmm. our listeners. Uh, this one came in from listener Sean. Sean, S-H-A-W-N. And the word is... Dishtelfink. Dishtelfink. Right. David's already writing it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dishtelfink. D-I-S-T-E-L-F-I-N-K. Dishtelfink. Please, won't you send me your definitions for Dishtelfink? Now. This came from a listener, so I can't be blamed. So you're saying... Are we sure about your pronunciation of that? Yeah. Distalfink, but it's spelled distalfink. That's what I got from the dictionary. Okay. That's interesting. From whence it came. That's fascinating. Oh, you mean you actually looked it up? I look look them all up. (laughs) Wow. I look every one of these up in at least two or three sources. And if I don't find it there, I throw it away. All right, all of the definitions are in for Dishtelfink. I will now read them, and uh, then we'll let you guess which one is real. Dishtelfink, an erotic ice sculpture artist. A pastry similar to strudel made with almonds and apricots. The act of attending a Bavarian winter market. A word borrowed from Norwegian for a malfunctioning telephone. An abstract painting that uses only one color. A stylized goldfinch used in Pennsylvania Dutch folk art. Or a one-way train ticket. Those are the definitions for Dishtelfink. And first to get to choose is Tiff. Tiff, what do you think? One of those is a Dishtelfink. What was the art one? A stylized goldfinch used in Pennsylvania Dutch folk art. No, wasn't there one about a modern painting with one color? An abstract painting that uses only one color. Hmm. I'm going to go with the one-way ticket. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Messing with the host. Uh, Liz, tell me what a digital think is. Um, what was the, the goldfinch one again, please? It was, and still is, a stylized goldfinch used in Pennsylvania Dutch folk art. Okay, I really like that. So I, I yeah, okay, I like that one the best. So I'm going to pick right. that. My new strategy. Goldfinch for Liz. Okay. Glenn. So many excellent, varied options to choose among. Life is a rich potpourri of experiences. It really is. And a potable. My (laughs) knowledge here, it makes me think that uh, some of these are not probably the right ones, but I think I'm going to go with stylized goldfish. Actually, technically, Glenn, five of these six. Actually, seven. (laughs) Six of these seven. (laughs) 
are not the right answer. <laughs> do, do I need to go They're very the close. Again? Sometimes, sometimes more than one thing describes a thing. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm going with stylized goldfinch. No, that's actually it, true, too. That's, <laughs> you also want the goldfinch. I want is, that, the, is that I correct? The goldfinch it, it appeals to me, yes. Yes, so GF for goldfinch. All right, Jason. Oh, I like the goldfinch and the train ticket. Um, both. So... I'm going to go with the uh, str- the strudel. <laughs> <laughs> Stop Hollywood, that. Hollywood Squares off. Uh, <clears throat> kind of answer. Here I am with my hands hovering over the keyboard, waiting to enter it in the spreadsheet, <laughs> and i got to move the mouse. You know? Ridiculous. All right, David, tell me what a digital think is. Well, I know just enough German to think that it is the goldfinch in Pennsylvania Dutch art. Is that right? That's no. what I think. I know I could a be German. Wrong. His name is Hans. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> Hello, I'm Hans. <laughs> I'm very small. <laughs> I like to go lock and build it. the Kleiner Hans. And uh, Anthony, please save us from this Hans talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I can. Um, I don't. I don't think it is the goldfinch, but assuming it isn't whoever wrote that deserves all the points because that is an excellent definition um i am going to go for the uh monochrome painting the painting of one color oh yeah okay is black a color i think the strudel's too obvious the strudel just seems like yeah just vaguely scandinavian that'll do you know sure (laughs) all righty then well that's my uh, my abba tribute band is called vaguely scandinavian sorry Okay, then. Uh, we'll start off with the pastry, then. Uh, Jason thought that a pastry similar to strudel made with almonds and apricots was a digital fink. That was, in fact, David Lohr's answer. <sighs> yeah, so, need one more points. point which, to David. Which I first tasted in Pennsylvania Dutch country. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> that is, that is actually a thing. It's just not called that. Antony thought that a digital fink was an abstract painting that uses only one color. In this case, color spelled C-O-L-O-U-R. I didn't mention that, but maybe that's what attracted you to the answer. <laughs> and, of course, that means that that answer was Liz Miles' answer. So, hey, well done. One point for Liz. Uh, Tiff thought that a digital fink was a one-way train ticket. In fact, that was a one-way ticket to give a single point to Jason Snell. So, good job, Jason. <laughs> I really told you I liked that one. That's practically a Glenn maneuver. (laughs) Meanwhile, Liz, Glenn, and David all Uh thought that Uh a digital fink was a stylized goldfinch used in Pennsylvania Dutch folk art. And indeed, that is a digital fink, something that David actually knew ahead of time once again, but this time he avoided this sad face column. That's right. Yeah. Ended up with more points. Well, the same amount of points, technically. It translates literally as. Thistle finch. Yeah. Oh, thistle. That's and it's, it's good luck. And in, in, when you see all the birds in Pennsylvania Dutch art, that's what they are. They're, they're for good luck. And that's why they're on, you know, over the doorways. And, and that's why it's such an obviously fake answer. That's right. 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 I thought the Fink Finch thing was like too, you know, <laughs> too on the <laughs> too nose. Obvious. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, oh, thank man. you, listener oh. Sean, for that. So after round two... We have a new leader. Hey, guess what? It's David Lore. Oh, <laughs> shocker. 
in second place with five <laughs> points. Glenn Fleischman has slid what? into place. Good job, Glenn. In third place with four, she's uh, she's settled into the middle of the pack. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, home. Well, no, you're still technically in the front half, so I shouldn't say that. You have four points here in third. Congratulations, Tiffany Arment. Uh, in fourth place with three points is Liz Miles. Good job, Liz. In fifth with one, Jason Snell. Woo. Anthony and I... Eh, neither of us have points yet. Yeah, sad trombone. But the game is young. I was sad no one even considered my Norwegian malfunctioning telephone. But, you know, distelfink. It just sounded... (laughs) No one even considered it. I was sad no one considered my erotic ice culture. I mean, come on. Yeah. I already spent half the morning considering a malfunctioning Norwegian telephone. Ah, that's fine. That's enough for me. So, on to round three. Hey, words are great, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. But uh, mm. I'm already getting kind of tired of words. So let's do something <laughs> different. Uh, this is a round that I call Deep Cuts. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is the one where we, uh, we come up with the first line of a song. And uh, this one goes like this. If you were conscious in 1982, at some point you were probably exposed to the highly infectious Pac-Man Fever, an absurdly catchy tune by Buckner and Garcia that starts off with this immortal line. I got a pocket full of quarters, and I'm headed to the arcade. You're less likely to be aware that Buckner and Garcia actually released an entire album of stupid arcade songs. I'm going to give you the title of one of those songs. You're going to send me the opening couplet. And the song that we're going to use today is... Going Berserk. Going Berserk. Please send me the opening couplet to Going Berserk. (laughs) Now... Everybody familiar with the game Berserk, by the way? Nope. No. Yes. Nope. Well, that'll make it extra fun. Yeah. (laughs) Berserk is the game where the little guy runs through a maze uh, being chased by robots, and there's a big bouncing smiley face that comes and kills you if you're too slow to get out of the maze. Wow. Named Evil Otto. So like Pac-Man, but more traumatizing. Pac-Man, but rubbish. Oh, or that. Oh, no. Berserk is great. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I've never played <laughs> yeah, <I was> right. <laughs> All right, everybody. All of the answers are in for oh the song, the, wow. the Buckner and Garcia classic, <laughs> Going Berserk. <clears throat> I should say all of the answers are in except one. Uh, David didn't submit an answer because he knew the opening couplet to Going Berserk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As I said, his favorite <laughs> album. No, uh, it wasn't so my favorite no, album. Don't but I, don't but I, yeah. but David, I you're not supposed to remember that crap. You're supposed to leave some room in your brain for useful no. stuff. Nope. Why would you do this? Do you know this? David? <laughs> Have you met David? <laughs> yeah. Oh, ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I quit. <laughs> you never know when it's going to be useful. Yeah. Right? I know what you don't know, which I'm sure you know. <laughs> I, me too. All right. Well, let's not let him ruin our fun. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's read the rest of these. <laughs> wow. So these are the other couplets that the rest of you sent in for the song, Goin' Berserk. Gotta run, 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 run from Otto. If you can't turn fast, gonna be Blotto. <laughs> Running in the maze, don't want to see the face. You can't run, you can't hide. The androids are waiting inside. Better watch your back. He's coming for you. Irk, 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 berserk. Berserker, irk, irk. 
and <laughs> I can move. <laughs> Bit of a giveaway. And I can move in eight directions. Once I start, I'm never done. Those are the wow. opening couplets. We're going berserk. <laughs> one of them's real, believe it or not. The other ones are fake. And the first one to decide between them is Liz. Liz, what do you think about going berserk? Um, I don't know. It's, it's a very difficult choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, based on the words used, I'm going to pick the one that had androids in it because androids are cool. All right. Androids for Liz. Glenn, what think well, you? Well, I liked Anthony's Irk, 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 Berserk. I, um, <laughs> I recognize the, the minimalist uh, influence in that uh, choice. I had the exact uh, same thought. <laughs> same thought. <laughs> it's like, Irk, 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 Berserk. I was like, that's good. Turn that into a real song. It'd be great. Um, I think I'm going for Better Watch Your Back because of the subtlety of that line. Okay. Subtle pleasures. Indeed. I'm most pleased by that answer. Oh, uh oh. Oh. Jason. Uh, I, t- I too, am going to go with Better Watch Your Back. He's coming for you. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. David No gets to guess. Boom. No. David No Fun. Anthony. <laughs> Uh, well, I really want to hear uh, 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 um, Just imagine that on Slipknot's next album That's um, the first half of the couplet, the, by the way The second half is yeah. Berserker, Irk, Irk <laughs> Better watch your back, he's coming for you I mean, that's there's not even a rhyme in there That's That could be the start of any one of a thousand songs So, um, I'm I like the maze and face Right, because that's such a terrible rhyme. It's the sort of thing I could imagine from an early '80s video game album of all things. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna join Liz and go with the androids. Androids all inside. Right. Do 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 do. Androids inside. Um, <laughs> let's see. To you. Who's next? Tiff. What was the one that, that with the word that rhymed with berserk, but wasn't really a word? What was that? <laughs> Uh, it was like Smazurk or something. Was it Irk? <laughs> well, I like the Irk Irk, but then when everyone started talking about it, I, I dismissed it. But the thing that rhymed with <laughs> those people are fools. I don't they think there are any that rhyme with. Berserk. I don't think so. It was just no. Irk. <laughs> there's there's autoblotto, maze face, hide oh, wait, inside. Uh-huh. Do, do the autoblotto. What was that one? Gotta run, 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 run from auto. If you can't turn fast, gonna be blotto. Yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Let's see how that all worked out. Wow. Let's start. To, let's start with that last one. Uh, Tiff thought that the going berserk started off with the immortal lines: "Gotta run, 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 run from Otto. If you can't turn fast, gonna be Blotto." Nope, that was Glenn Fleischman's answer. Thank you very much. It was so terrible. It I was is. really hoping it would. Thank just, you. Yeah. I was really trying. Liz and Anthony both thought oh. that. You can't run. You, you can't, can't run. hide. You can't hide. The androids are waiting inside. You'll never guess who wrote that one. <laughs> yeah. Jason Can't Snell imagine. wrote that one and sang it just beautifully. <laughs> Speaking of Jason, both he and Glenn thought Uh-oh. that better watch your back. He's coming Uh-oh. for you. Sounded good. 
And they were wrong. That was Tiff's answer. Ooh. Tiff, two points. Very good. Yeah. Very good. You got a future in video games uh, <laughs> lyrics, Tiff. Thanks. I was thinking of Santa Claus when I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of a berserk. Happy holidays. Evil everybody. Otto knows whether you've been good or bad. And it's always bad. Uh, that means that nobody except David had the right answer. David, what is the opening line from Going Berserk? I can move in eight directions. Once I start, I'm never done. I can go from room to room. I can crawl or I can run. I can wander through the maze. It's a wonderland at night. I can stop and aim my gun when there's a robot in my sight. God. What a shame. I'm wow. scared. Yeah. Very scared. So who wrote Urk, Urk, yeah. Urk, Berserk? <laughs> that was, that, that wasn't that me. Was, it wasn't me. Do you really think, really think I'm if that? Only, hey, if only, if only the skate show was about impersonating Anthony Johnson, I'd be so good. Yes, uh, obviously that was Liz Miles who wow. came up with that. Anthony did running in the maze, don't want to see the face, and then insulted his own terrible rhyme. Which... I almost, I almost went. There. I was trying to get, I was trying to get Tim going to for pick next it. level stuff there. Wow. Ooh, nice try. All right. So after that ridiculous round, round three, David is in the lead. He's halfway there already with nine points. Uh, tied for second with six points each. Tiff and Glenn. Yay. Tiff, you're back in the in the front runners pack. Good job. Good job. I'm gunning for you, to be honest. I, I uh, After insulting you, I feel like I owe you that much. <laughs> Uh, tied for fourth with three points each Liz and Jason Uh, Anthony and I are still all alone back here well I guess we're together alone back here on the start square so (laughs) that's where we stand after three rounds that's my home why is gunning for you a positive thing yeah I I think he used that wrong I was thinking about that (laughs) yeah uh, I don't feel right about that thanks Steve uh, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Now all the Australians yeah, yeah, yeah. are disgusted by you, but fine. Different words mean different things. <laughs> yeah, words sound like <laughs> other words. <laughs> words what a concept. All right, David, tell me what this one means. For round four, the word is... <laughs> Negus. Negus. That's N. He's on The, the Walking Dead, That's right? N-E-G-U-S. Negus. Please, won't you tell me what Negus means? Now. So here's the uh, track listing for Pac-Man Fever, for those who are curious. Pac-Man Fever, Froggy's Lament for Frogger, Mm. Ode to a Centipede, (laughs) Do the Donkey Kong, Hyperspace for Asteroids, The Defender, Mousetrap, and Going Berserk. How many of you owned this album? <laughs> this too. All right, all of the definitions are in for the word negus. Uh, so I will read them to you. You get to decide which one is real. Negus. A cloud-shaped birthmark. A book organizational system that predates Dewey Decimal. A hot drink invented by Colonel Francis Negus. Boo. A large. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. Okay. A large metal pick, generally used with a shovel, in gold prospecting. The Romanized name of the Greek messenger who inspired the first marathon foot race. The soiled underside of a horse-drawn cart. Or. 
the former terminus or terminal point of a railway negated when the line is extended. Those are the definitions for the word negus. You just have to tell me which one's real. And uh, we'll start with Glenn this round. Glenn, what's a negus? I have a large metal pick with you, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Wait. I'll, uh, Take your pick. Bad. Gold prospector's large metal pick, Jim. All right. Like I don't know some gold metal pick. We're going to make some gold mine in here. Yeah, that's, a, that's quite a negus you got there. <laughs> I use it with me shovel. Yep. You know what they say about a man with a large negus, don't gold. you? Gold! <laughs> gold! Gold, I tell you. Well, I'll be in the wildest shovel. round in the low-definition wilderness. <laughs> Bye, Jim <laughs> Cracky! <laughs> <sighs> you see the word prospecting in a definition, and you know what's going to happen, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Jason, you want that one too? No. I assume. Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to go with the cloud shaped birthmark. Oh, man. All right. I've, I've never seen a birthmark of that shape. <laughs> well, that's the weirdest <laughs> negus I've ever seen. Uh, David, what's a negus, David? Well, they, they are all ridiculous, and I think I'm going to go for the most ridiculous one a drink named for Kurt Negus. <laughs> okay. Because how do you oh, make that? That's a play. You play. You stage that play. A drink for Colonel Negus, right? Uh, Anthony, um, I am torn between the uh, gold prospectors pick and the birthmark, okay. and I think don't I'm combine gonna, them. I think I'm going to choose the birthmark just so I don't have to listen to <laughs> another dozen. Well, now when I look in the sky, I see birthmarks. Oh, it's a gold-colored <laughs> you birthmark. You can't escape it, man. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll go for the birthmark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tiff, which one do you want to pick, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sweet <laughs> Christmas. You know, when okay, I'm out prospecting, I like to sit down and by the campfire and listen for the crickets. <laughs> oh, no. My grandpapa had a negus. Uh, I'm going to go with the birthmark. <laughs> okay. Why isn't anyone picking the soil? <laughs> I came all the way from San Francisco. Never had a negus. I got on my cart. <laughs> got to scrape down the negus. Hold down the negus. All right, Liz. Okay, one of the ones I quite liked. I'm not saying out of aversion now. Um, I quite like the soil underside one. But, okay. <laughs> but giving due consideration, that has never been said. I'm going to go for the uh, the drinky one because the lack of details make it just seem a bit suspicious. Surely, if you came up with that, you'd have put some detail in there. Surely. Okay, we'll Tricky. see how that goes. All right. Well, uh, oh, wow, <laughs> that was uh, that was something. Jim <laughs> Cricky. Jason, Anthony, and Tiff each thought that a negus was a cloud-shaped birthmark. But in fact, that was Glenn Fleischman's oh. answer. So three points to Glenn. Oh. That was a good one. Mine is actually more, yeah. it's more like a star, not a cloud, but it's okay. Glenn improbably thought that a large metal pick oh. generally used with a shovel in gold prospecting was the correct answer. He was hornswoggled. I'm sorry, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> George will never get to that farm, I promise you now. Jason Dunn got you good, I tell you. 
<laughs> One point for Jason for that. <laughs> and meanwhile, David and Liz both thought that a negus was a hot drink invented by Colonel Francis Negus. And indeed, a Negus oh, is a hot drink oh, invented no. by Colonel Negus. Come oh, on. David has one in his hand right now, and he's drinking it. Oh, I wish. So, wow. Oh, that, uh, I don't have the wine. I um, need some recovery time from round four. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, while I'm oh, doing God. that, let's, uh, let's read the scores. David, still in the lead with 11 points. Uh, in second place with nine, it's Glenn. In third place with six, Tiff. In fourth place with five is Liz. In fifth place with four is Jason. Uh, Anthony and I, well, we're still holding down the fort here. You know, you could just, like, record that and put it on a loop. But this might be the round. Round five might be the round where uh, Anthony gets his very first point. We'll we'll just have to find out. So let's move on to that round five. And the word for round five is this. Farktate. <laughs> Farktate is the word for round five. That is spelled F-A-R-C-T-A-T-E. Farktate. Please send me your definitions for the word farktate now. Never heard such farktating in all my years. <laughs> We're in the wilderness. I think we're all free to farktate out here, are we not? <laughs> I've eaten acres of mule and a farktate. I've eaten nothing but beans for the last 14 months. Yeah, I'm going to farktate. All I can do is farktate. <clears throat> all right, all of the definitions are in for farktate. I will now read them. Farktate. The state of having overeaten. <laughs> Everything's gonna be funny. The fugue state experienced by a cat after ingesting catnip. <laughs> the process of crystallizing fruit sugar. To ritually walk in circles around a fresh grave. A mineral residue left behind by the process of purifying drinking water. When a star consumes enough of its hydrogen to alter its visible color. Or stuffed from the Latin farctus to stuff. Those are your options for the word farctate. And our first guesser this round is Jason. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I I kept waiting for the good one as you read them, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Be waiting a long time, Jason. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you done now? Are you sure? Yeah, that's it. One more there? No, no. One of those is real. Ah, uh, boy, I am going... You can see why people don't often use the word farktate. It's yeah. a bit of an embarrassment. Yeah, I'm going to have to farktate over this one a little bit. Um, All right. <laughs> so I'm going to say uh, the process of crystallizing fruit sugar. Sure, why not? 
David, fart tape me. Well, you know, you are a handsome man and all that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, but you shaved the mustache, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I like I like the star one, and I like the sugar one. Would you like me to read the rest so you but can say knowing... you like all of them as well? Well, I like I like okay. all of them. Good. I do. I do. They're very sweet. I think knowing you, uh-huh. I'm going to go with a state of having overeaten. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Because that's that's when you fart. Oh, I, I see. All right, Anthony. That was actually my reasoning for thinking a different one, thinking the catnip one might be uh, accurate just because this is Steve. Um, I don't know. The... The purifying water sounds feasible, which is why it's probably wrong. But they all—they're all ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for that purifying water thing. All right, purifying water for Anthony. Tiff, I feel like to avoid, re- you know, releasing six points here, we should all spread out a little bit. So hmm. I'm gonna go with grave water. Sort of farctate across the. Uh, That's the right. I just want to cover the whole farctate. <laughs> Steve doesn't have any points yet, so it's you know there's not that much danger. Just don't I just don't want to do it. So grave walker. I mean, <laughs> he's gunning for gunning me, for right? You, I'm yeah. a little nervous. Need to keep him at a distance. Got a gun for him. <laughs> grave walking. Grave walking. Grave walking. All right. Tiffany Armit, grave walker. <laughs> <laughs> Would watch. Liz, what do you think? Um, Could you repeat the one that's the Latin one? Stuffed from the Latin farctus to stuff. That's really bugging me because I have a a very half-assed education in Latin and I'm sure there's a word that means... It's like... I'm sure that it sounds quite like that that does mean stuff and... but it's also, it's very silly, and it's like, how, how can that be real? Language isn't silly, ridiculous. <laughs> no, like, there's nothing silly oh, about no. language at all. No, no, no. But also, no one serious. said that yet, so I'm, I'm kind of helping Tiffany's spreading it out a bit. So, oh, I feel really bad about choosing it. It doesn't make me happy at all. But <laughs> I'm going to pick that, that one. All right. Yeah. Stuffed for Liz. Okay, and Glenn. Well, I'd like to be a grave walker, but I think it's too, it feels like the wrong word. And the Latin one, if I would raise an objection, because it's not the infinitive form. You can't oh, have two something if it's got an us at the end. I like mineral residue, <laughs> so I'm going, that sounds, mmm, <laughs> mineral residue. Those who are the Romans, they go to Give their own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Domus? Um, I, like, uh, I like mineral residue best. So I'm going to go with mineral residue. You're welcome, okay. Jason, probably. I like mineral residue best. I don't always partake of mineral residue, but when I do, I prefer fart tape. I need some tungsten. All right. No no tungsten, Glenn. No tungsten. Oh, my. I will note that nobody picked the catnip in the end, so it's entirely possible that Steve has. That is entirely possible. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Let's see how that all pans out. Uh, let's start with uh, Stuffed from the Latin Farctus to Stuff, which Liz thought was Farctate. Nope, that was David Lohr's answer, so a point to you, David, for that. And and I might have intentionally put the two in there to mess with oh. Glenn. 
Anthony and Glenn both like Uh-oh. mineral residue left behind by the process of purifying drinking water. When, in fact, that was Jason Snell's answer. Two points for Jason. <laughs> I even thanked uh, you. Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. Because you Snell. even thanked you ahead of time. Yeah. I will be your substitute, you. Dan, for this oh episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff thought that to farctate was to ritually walk in circles around a fresh grave. That's Anthony's first point. Yay! 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 Fantastic. I mix this changes everything. I like to have, I'm excited. I like I like to have a negus <laughs> before I walk around the graves. Yeah, well, it's no, it's anybody's game. Yeah, that was that's mine. tradition. Oh, negus, by the way. Jason thought that farctate was the process of crystallizing fruit sugar. That was, in fact, Glenn Fleischman's oh, answer. Oh, Glenn, you and me You're with welcome. crystallization and precipitation. <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> it just came to us both. That leaves one more guesser, which was David Lohr, who thought that farctate was the state of having overeaten. I have a feeling he may have already known this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because my God. that is, in fact. Because it does come from the Latin farctus, <laughs> which means stuffed. Oh, oh boy. So, uh, once, once You again, told me not to guess the right ones, once right? Once again, three points for David. One way or another, he's going to get three <laughs> points every round. That's just how it is. Except for that last round where he only got two. Yeah. I don't know what happened floor. there. Uh, uh. <sighs> Boy. So, anyway, glad you guys are all talking a lot between rounds because this yep. is going to be a short game. David's yep. got 14 points in round five. He's in the lead, of course. In second point with 10 points is Glenn. Uh, tied for third with six points each, Tiff and Jason. Yeah. In fifth Don't with five it. points is Liz. In sixth with one point, Anthony, Ta-da! leaving me in the dust Yay! all alone with zero. <laughs> Yay! Woo! Gunned. So, on to round six. Boy, oh boy. I'm patronizing Steve. Uh, I feel like uh, maybe words are a little too easy for David, so let's do something a little different this round. Is, is it uh, a video game song? What? A video it's no. game song? It's not a video game song this time. This is around I'm calling like Tinder, but for aluminum siding. Uh, this actually <laughs> comes from an idea from listener Jeffrey. So thank you, listener Jeffrey, for uh, coming up with this idea. The idea here is uh, I'm going to give you the name of an unusual or weird uh, app for your phone or device. And you're going to tell me what that app does. Uh, for example, if I were to tell you uh, Clarity Keyboard, you would say something along the lines of replaces the iOS keyboard with four keys labeled yes, no, you, and the F word. Because that is what Clarity <laughs> Keyboard does. <laughs> I'm downloading it that now. Sounds great. Yes. So, uh, but that's not, the, uh, that's not the app for this round. This round, we're going to go with something called Generation Lamp. Generation Lamp. Please, won't you tell me what Generation Lamp does now? I've reached Pete Bryan. The amount of lamp in a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Why, it's generations worth of lamp. The worst Star Trek movie ever was Generation Lamp. (laughs) 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 They're sitting staring at lights the whole episode. The Lamp Generation. All right, all the answers are in for Generation Lamp. Uh, One of these descriptions actually describes a real app for your uh, phone or device. It's up to you to figure out which. So, Generation Lamp. 
There's a genie lamp on screen, which you swipe or rub repeatedly, and it produces magic eight-ball-like responses for millennials, like, a hipster says no, and, answer foamy, ask again later. Walks you through the process of setting up a web server on your Mac. (laughs) An app that displays a light whose brightness is determined by how fast you move your finger in a circle on screen. Alters the brightness of screen depending on the age of the user. (laughs) Displays every color in the RGB spectrum at the rate of one per minute. Turns your screen into a flashlight represented by various lamp styles. Or an app that turns your phone into a lamp for generations, soothing you with colors and the inability to use your phone while it's on. Those are the answers for Generation Lamp. One of those is real, the others are fake. And uh, let's start with David. David, which one of those is the real uh, purpose, I guess, of Generation Lamp? <laughs> oh, man. I'm thinking about all the, like, the Tesla toy and all those apps where, you like, you, you run your finger on the screen and it does all these shapes and, you know... That that sounds very plausible to me because it's it's kind of useless and pretty and um but I like the colors. I like the um, colors. I like I like the I th- I think I'm gonna go with the one that's cycling through colors one per minute. Okay, because that's mellow. It's it's calming. Far it's out, man. Soothing, man. All right, uh, Anthony. See, now I'm torn because I was thinking that as well. Um, what was the first one? Something about a circle. Uh, the first one was the magic eight ball-like responses for millennials. Oh, no, not, not the that circle, one. The second one. Whichever one was about a circle. The circle was <laughs> an app that displays a light whose brightness is determined by how fast you move your finger in a circle on screen. See, I really could imagine somebody making that. I yeah. really could. That, yeah. That's almost as useless as the RB, RGB spectrum cycling. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for that. Okay. One of those busy work kind of apps, like just yeah, doesn't keep, do anything. Keep you occupied. Yeah. Tiff. I'm also going to go for the circle busy work. All right. App. You've been uh, you've been making circle based answers a lot lately. Really? <laughs> yeah. You did the walk in the circles around circles the circles around the graveyard. Oh. Yeah. You should go see Maybe arrival. It'll complete. all make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, what does Generation Lamp do? I really want to say the millennial one, but I feel like shouldn't have said genie in the title if there really was a genie in a magic lamp. So despite the fact that I really want to say that, there was another one that said it made your phone useless. I like that one. All right. <laughs> that one. The one that says it makes your phone useless. Okay. <laughs> that is actually called iOS Update. Sutter. Glenn. Uh, I'm going with the uh, Moe's strategy and picking web server on your Mac because I can't figure out the difference between any of the other answers. (laughs) Well, one has a genie and one. And Jason. Well, Glenn confuses me because I was sure the web server on your Mac answer was Glenn because Lamp is like Linux. Uh, MySQL, PHP, Apache 
Linux, right? It, that's an actual thing. Yeah, but Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP. MySQL, PHP yeah. But on Maybe your Mac, his own answer. on your Mac Check doesn't you. doesn't make any sense because Linux that it wouldn't be Lamp, it would be Amp. I, and I think Glenn is just playing us. I'm going to go with uh, the app that alters the <laughs> no. brightness of the screen depending on the age of the user. It's a generation <laughs> lamp. Uh, sure, makes sense. Great. No, it doesn't. But I mean, <laughs> it's the app store. <laughs> How does All it know right. the, your age? Well, you How? put it. You put it in. Oh, okay. And then it and then it changes the light. So the supposed it's age. A dumb, it looks into your soul. Dumb. Okay, it's dumb. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see how that all works out. Let's start with this one. Uh, does Generation Lamp walk you through the process of setting up a web server on your Mac? Glenn thought so. No, it does not. But it doesn't. Anthony got another point. Oh, good job, Anthony. Good. Good. Well, sometimes and, uh, AMP things are called lamps, so I thought it might be. They, lamp is what it's called, even on a Mac, yeah. Just because yeah. Linux is already there, that's still what it's the process Linux, is called. not Linux, but okay, yeah. yeah. They still call it, yeah. Uh, Anthony and Tiff, meanwhile, thought that Generation Lamp was an app that displays a light whose brightness is determined by how fast you move your finger in a circle on screen. That's a dumb answer. Yeah, that, that Jason came up with. <laughs> Two more points for Jason. Jason, meanwhile, thought that Generation Lamp might alter the brightness of the screen depending on the age of the user. When, in fact, that was Liz Miles' oh, answer. Liz. Good job, Liz. Very nice. Yay. You've got a future making dumb apps. Good job. I, I like how you came up with a way for it to know the answer, because my, my, in my head it was just, it just knows. It, it just knows. It. Okay. All right. Oh. Touch ID. It's touch ID. Just, it, it works it out. <laughs> David thought that, it counts the number of rings on your fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, David thought that uh, Generation Lamp displays every color in the RGB spectrum at the rate of one per minute. And, in fact, that is Generation Lamp. Oh, my God. It's going to take, what, over 16 million minutes to recycle through all those colors. So there's your generation. you can't use your phone the whole time it's on. Uh, Speaking of which, Liz (laughs) thought that Generation Lamp was an app that turns your phone into a lamp for generations, soothing you with colors and the inability to use your phone while it's on. That was David's answer. No! (laughs) It's practically the right answer. So David has 17 points after Uh-oh. round six. Oh. Not just in striking distance, he's <laughs> leaning over the precipice. Is there a way to earn negative points fall. in this game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Steve, I think David's yes. really been awesome in this game. Isn't that a yeah, one-point uh, deduction? He's been awesome, that's, that's right. That generally deduction. is. <laughs> that generally is fairly, fairly, uh, fairly, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to deduct myself one point for <laughs> being unable to speak. So I'm down to negative one now. <laughs> no, I'm not really doing that. Zero is sad enough. So anyway, after six rounds, wow. good Lord, David is in the lead with 17 points. Uh, in second place, Glenn with two still. Uh, t- in third with eight, it's Jason. Tied for fourth with six points each, Tiff and Liz. Uh, in sixth place with two, Anthony got another point. Good job, Yay. Anthony. And uh, I still got nothing. <laughs> oh, well. Wait, how many points do I have? I have 12? You have 10. 10. Oh, I'm sorry. 10. 10. I thought he said two as well. He did say two. 10. Oh, did I say two? Minus one. I thought I was mishearing. I'm sorry. Oh. You have 10. Okay. That's uh, base two. That's base it was, two. It was binary. I was speaking exactly. binary. <laughs> I have two points. All right. So on to round seven. The word for round seven is... Dadon. Dadon. 
And oh my god, I almost forgot to mention round seven. It's the crazy round. Oh, right on. I was wondering. Oh no. It's the crazy round, round seven. Could could we possibly end it on the crazy round? That would certainly be crazy. We'll find out. So again, the word is Dadan. D-E-D-A-N-S. Dadan. So, uh, please, why don't you send me your definitions for the word Dadan? Now. So we'll play this round without David knowing the word at all, and then... (laughs) (laughs) Sanded. It's an anagram of sanded. Don't say that. That's how I lost Jeopardy. (laughs) 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 What? I said George Sands instead of George Sand, and that's why I lost my third. It's a painful memory, even an anagram form. That's a pretty ticky-tack way to lose, man. I know. Ah, I felt so bad. I was thinking of George, uh, uh, what's his name, Saunders? No, uh, other writer. Colonel Sanders, that's what I said. Yeah, Mark right. Twain. So close. The noted 19th century writer, Colonel Sanders. All right, all of the definitions are in for da-dum. One of these is real. The rest are fake. So I'll read them. Da-dum. A hand-operated mechanical device for curling eyelashes. A woolen cardigan worn tied over the shoulders. Inside or within, from the French. An open gallery for spectators at a tennis match. The insignia French police wear on the right sleeve of their formal uniform. American slang for an uncouth person. Or a process of determining an answer through deductive reasoning. One of those is the real definition for Dadan. I feel like I'm not I'm not the only one who's reached peak Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and the first to guess amongst those is Anthony Johnston Anthony. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Um I okay, now I'm torn between the eyelashes device mm-hmm. and the the gallery at the tennis match. Okay. The 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 French slang sorry, American slang for an uncouth person. I mean that's has you know, surely somebody would know that. <laughs> you are all Americans apart from you, Liz. Perhaps. Um unless we're talking historical or something, I suppose. I don't know. Um, Anthony, such or a I just Dan. made a very naive error. Yeah. Tennis match. What the hell? Uh, you know, the stand open stand thing at a tennis match. All righty. Uh, let's see. Oh, Tiff, you're up next. I'm going to go with the French police sleeve because it was inside the sleeve, right? It was. Uh, let me reread that one. The insignia French police wear on the right sleeve of their formal uniform. Oh, on the right sleeve, not inside? Yes. Mm. I'll still go with it. All right. All righty. Liz. Um, I think I like the tennis one best as well. So I'm going to stick stick with tennis. Okay. You sound so enthused about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big tennis fan, which is really annoying at the moment. Because Andy Murray's doing so well. Neither am I, but I, I, but I do speak a little French. And the, the inside thing, I think that's a red herring. I was just going for it's the one that to me that is least like the others. That's that's what I that's a- yeah I'm trying for. <laughs> All right, Glenn, what do you think? 
Hand-operated eyelash curler is a great response, but I'm not sure that would ever exist as a word that short. I like the tennis one because it sounds like the kind of obscure tennis word that – and tennis words are French, so it's a it's a trap. But I don't like any of the other answers well enough. So I'm going with tennis – open tennis gallery. Tennis anyone? Apparently for Glenn. Tennessee. Okay. Jason. Like everyone else, I am intrigued by the eyelash curler, but like everyone else, I'm going with the Tennis Spectator Gallery. Oh, boy. It's a dangerous game you all are playing here. Congratulations, David, (laughs) for winning. (laughs) Speaking of David, David, what do you think Dadan is? Well, if we translate it from the French, D is the, and Dan is in, so the in... Well, de means of. De, of yeah. Well, uh, well, it can it can it's it can be in both. Um, but since this is not a game of French definitions, I'm going to go with the English use of it as the gallery in a tennis court. All right, boy, a lot of you piling in on that tennis court. I have this room. Let's see how standing room only. Let's see how that works <laughs> for you. Well, it is an open gallery after all. All right, so let's start with the uh, the only one that uh, somebody else guessed, and that was Tiff. She thought Aww. that Dedan was an insignia French police wear on the right sleeve of their formal uniform. In fact, that was Liz Miles' definition. So one point for Liz. Uh, and I should mention also, while we're talking about Tiff, that I managed to screw up copying and pasting her answer from from Skype. Uh, it, it was supposed to be Italian-American slang for an uncouth person. I said American slang. I apologize, Tiff. Uh, right. The hyphen <laughs> threw me off. I threw you a bonus point just because I feel bad. So oh, one that's more point not necessary. Tiff. No, it I'm is. No, it is. Take the hyphen point. People to dons when they were like dodos, but yeah. oh, now I feel like to dance. <laughs> I should wear de-dance. my special to dance cap. <laughs> So where does that leave us? That leaves us with five, five players believing that Dadan was an open gallery for spectators at a tennis match. Uh-oh. Either Anthony, Liz, Glenn, Jason, and Ben, <laughs> D- David, I'm Dan. sorry, David, are going to get two points each, and David's going to win the game, or I'm going to get six points. What will Uh-oh. it be? What will it be? Or it's David's definition, and he'll get more than two points and win the game. Mm. Ooh. Well, either way, David wins. <laughs> the Don is an open gallery for spectators at a tennis match. So there you go. Two points for all of you. Wow. Accepted. That's ridiculous. I'll take that. I'm pretty sure that is the first time I've ever guessed a correct definition on this show. <laughs> and, and Anthony, for, you, about gave a me, you gave me all of those points in this match, and I did the eyelash curler. So you were so close, but you couldn't oh. you couldn't escape oh. the lore of the Dedan. All right, so that means after seven rounds, David Lore has won once again. Good job, David. Woo! And he picked, he picked the correct question or guessed it outright six of the seven rounds, right? That is yeah. correct, and I think probably the other time he knew it and was just messing around. So you, you got to pick challenging words, man. <laughs> You're fired. Get out. Yeah. How do you retire? I'm going to invent a machine that allows me to strangle people we, over the internet. We, uh, <laughs> we don't have numbers in this game, so we can't retire a number, but we could retire a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure why, but let's go to the scoreboard. <laughs> David ends up winning with 19 points. Good job, David. Mm. Two points in sec. I'm mean, 12 two points. points. I keep trying to give Glenn two points. 
I don't understand why. Dupont, <laughs> under American election rules, I just won and David lost. So let's go with that. <laughs> I told you I'm not a morning person. Ten, uh, 12 points for Glenn. <laughs> I tried to give you 10 that time, Glenn. What's going on? Thank you. With 12 points, Glenn is in second place. Uh, with 10 points, Jason ends up in third. Yeah. With 9 points, Liz actually ends up in fourth place. Good job, Liz. Well done. Hey. hey. In fifth place with 7 points is Tiffany Armand. Oh. In sixth with 4, it's Anthony Johnston. I got nothing that time. Whoa. Okay. Well, there's that. So, uh, you know, what you going to so do? So we win. We win. Hooray! We defeat Steve, everybody. Yeah! <laughs> They're all winners. Not yeah. Steve. Well, everybody, that's cool. our game. Uh, if you want to drop us a nasty note or send us weird words or round ideas, you can reach us at lowdefgs at gmail.com. The GS stands for Grape Soda, Cheryl. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, where we are at lowdefgs. I want to thank my players. Thank you, Anthony, Tiff, Liz, Glenn, Jason, and David Lohr was also present. Uh, and until we meet again, this is Steve Lutz saying, have yourself a steaming hot cup of negus. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>